Blog Talk Radio. Listen, for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on His promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, I don't think you're ready for for what we have tonight. You know, Greg, I I can truly say that I don't know if I am. I don't know if you're ready for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We're going all out tonight. We're not holding back. So if, if anybody out there, if you're a little weak, you might need to uh, turn us off or, or, or go pray or do something because it's, <laughs> it's about to get wild. You know, Greg, I've never actually ever heard you tell somebody not to listen to the show. Well, I didn't say not listen. I mean, you know, hey, it 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 it, it is what it is. It's going to be a powerful show. Uh, but I, I was really talking to the enemy, Brian. If they're a little bit, you know, if you're timid at all, you you might need to go ahead on and leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the enemy he he probably gonna listen in a little bit. No, Brian, he won't be able listen. to no. take it after a while, so Thank he'll you. hang up. <laughs> Thank you. I think I, I think I think our guest is a little bit too powerful for him to even stay around. He, he yes, can't sir. he can't yes, he can't hit, he can't listen to that. But we're gonna have right. fun, man. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Transformation, Brian. Transformation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, Greg, as I've been doing in the past, and I want to do this again this month and this week, uh, I want to talk about the people in Haiti and the struggles that they're going through. You know, people have, uh, a lot of people have lost sight of what happened in the devastation, and I just want to bring it back to your minds. You know, there are still children being born over there that don't have a roof over their head, don't have proper medical care, don't know where their first meal is coming from and their last meal went. You know, so I encourage you all to continue to contribute to uh, the various causes. One of the causes that we've been contributing to is Yale Haiti, and it's a nonprofit organization, and they do wonderful, wonderful work on the ground. You know, when you go out and you can go to their website and you can hear, you can see some of the things they're doing. You can go on Twitter, and when you sign up as a Twitter friend with them, they give you point-on-point information all the time about what they're doing what the funds are going to. So if you text YALE to 501-501, it contributes $5. If you text Haiti to 501-501, you contribute $10. And all those proceeds go towards helping the rebuilding efforts in Haiti. Yes, sir. But, but Greg, you, what, you Brian, said I'm ready. transformation. That's right. That's all right. right. You know, I'm ready to introduce our guest. Tonight's guest is best-selling author Laurie McKinney. Prophetess Lori McKinney shares about the four stages of calipeter, a calipeter, excuse me, must achieve before it transforms into a beautiful butterfly. You know, I want her to talk about that. I want her to, to share with us, you know, the many stages of that butterfly. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Prophetess Lori McKinney. Oh, God bless you. How is everybody doing tonight? I am on Fire, <laughs> Brian. What did I tell you? <laughs> I I tell you, I'm excited about what God is going to do in this hour for His people. 
yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We like to formally welcome you to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And Greg, I want to start off because you know I, you know I like when 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 it gets hot, I like stirring the pot. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I want to start off. I want to start off with with my question. The four stages of a caterpillar. You know what? I'm gonna jack this word up all night, Greg, and I know it. Caterpillar. <laughs> the four stages. Tell us before you tell us about the four stages. Tell us what inspired you to use a caterpillar. Well, I began to just look at the things that I had just went through in life, and I have always been fascinated um, by caterpillars and um, by butterflies. But one of the things that captured me with this is I've always been, you know, didn't really like caterpillars all my life, but I wanted to know, you know, how I seen it when it turned into a beautiful butterfly, and I was just kind of curious. It first started out with a curiosity of kind of like knowing about it. And then when I started studying it, the Lord began to show me how we have to go through processes in our life. And he began to help me to understand the ugly things that I went through in my life was just the caterpillar state. And you have to go through some ugly things before you get to the beautiful things in life. And so through that, that's when I started, um, you know, really getting into it and God started showing me that he had been there forming my life all the while. And that's how the book formulated, just by being curious. Mm. Mm. My, my, my. Well, Brian, you, know, you always my, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead, finish, Brian. Well, go ahead. You, you you always hear me say this, Brian, that when when a person is going through some ugliness and they and they and, and the Lord is working with them and He's changing them, you know, we know He'll do it from the inside out. And Miss McKinney, I know you've gone through some stuff, and I, your picture is on the front of our site, and it's a beautiful picture. And you know, when people look back over your life or you start telling your testimony, and people look at you. I'm sure a lot of them say, I can't believe you went through that. And 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 the reason that is is when God cleans you up, there is no residue. There's nothing else left of, of the things Ooh. in your past. You can't see oh, it. My so, yeah, so so do you get that? Do people Are people shocked that you went through the things that you went through? Oh, absolutely. They, they, they cannot believe it, how in the world did, when I begin to give my testimony, a lot of times the people in church begin to cringe because I preach also, and they can't believe it from, like you stated, the outcome, the finished product. But they didn't see where I was when I was suicidal and when I was depressed and when I wanted to kill myself. And, you know, and in the process was I didn't think that God had absolutely nothing for me because I grew up in a prostitution house. My grandma was getting me ready for prostitution. I used to dance for the money at a very small age, and so we were we were taught how to how to scrap knives on you and normal child normal things that children had. They came home to games and all that. I came home didn't know if they were they were going to shoot back and forth because my family, my grandma and my dad, they used to shoot back and forth. But thanks be to God, I never got raped or a bullet never hit me. And, you know, the awesomest thing is that my life was just, I was like, God, my life is so ugly because then I got in an abusive marriage, you know, got sliced up, and I was like, God, you know what, I need to just cancel myself out. But they don't see today 
the butterfly that's flying, they never seen the ugliness and how I had to crawl and do all those stages to get to that. Mm. Wow. Oh, we're going to stir this up. We're going to stir yeah. this up tonight, Brian. You know, it, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sort of amazed and appalled at the same time because Greg and I, we've been doing shows for a number of years now, and we keep hearing the same words come from people, and that's abuse. We keep hearing that word. And, you know, and Greg, the thing, I, I guess my question is, um, and to you, Prophetess McKinney, why is it that that word is so domineering in conversations? The, uh, the abuse? Yes. Why is that word abuse? Why is that word seem to pop up all the time? In any given situation, because I found out from experiencing it. Now, if I hadn't experienced it, I would be applauded. You know, I'm, I'm, I would be like, ah, oh, I wouldn't have an answer. But from going through levels of physical abuse and mental uh, uh, abuse, the enemy sneaks and looks at your future. And he tries to make sure, whether it's physical or naturally, that he had used that abusive spirit to try to stomp out your identity, give you low self-esteem, to make you think that you are absolutely nothing. And that's what he tried to do to me in my life until I found out that I was somebody. And so he uses abuse strong, in, whether it's your workplace, whether it's rejection. Abuse come in all different forms. Because he does not want you to know that there's something great that God has for you beyond this abuse. If he gets you to accept it, you're gone. Mm. Mm. And, and I want to ask you this question. Uh, when you said future, that just turned the light on for me. Uh, how does it feel knowing that God chose you out of all the women and all the little girls in this world to go through the things that you went through. And I know why he chose you, because he knew that you would go through all of this stuff, and he knew that you wouldn't give up, and he knew that you were going to complete the task that he has for you. How does that feel, knowing that he strategically singled you out out of all the people in the world to go through the things that you're going through? Wow, that's awesome you even asked me that, because I've been asking God that, I know because of, and, I, and it's, it's ironic that you even say that because I ask God that all the time. All these people on the world, out of the world, why would you even choose me? And um, I'm still trying to find that answer. But I tell you one thing, I'm so grateful of what God has done. And I, know, I remember a time you just brought something back up to me. I remember a time when I said, God, why am I going through this? Why am I? I done been through the abuse with the, the church folks preaching across you from the pulpit. I done went back in the world behind that. I, you know, just 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 beat down, just abuse on all different levels. And I remember I said, God, why do I have to go through this? And he and I remember he told me he said, You're going through this, so when you come out, you will know how not to treat somebody. Mm. Mm. So I found out what I was going through. 
I thought it was about me. It wasn't even about me. It was so when God used me day to day, when I meet people, I won't be criticizing. I won't be high-minded. I won't be self-righteous, but I'll be humble that God brought me out and I will help them. I will get down and help them bring them out so that they can soar too. And that's, that's, been my, that's been my life piece. I feel like I'm a survival, you know, like somebody who, who survived through cancer. I'm like a person that survived abuse. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, let me ask you this. It, it, when, you know, it, it, it's just amazing that you, you went through all of this stuff. And, and, and I think of Job when I, when I was reading through your testimony, I was reading over your stuff, I was thinking about how your situation is kind of like Job's. Whereas Lori Kennedy McKinney didn't have anything to do with all of this crazy stuff that's going on, that was between the devil and the Lord. I mean, the Lord was bragging on you, and the, and the devil was trying to tell him, no, no, no. And he was like, okay, try it for yourself, and you'll see. Mm. But I'm only going to let you take us so far now. Yeah. And, and you know, and you know, God will never put you in a position to fail. So He mm. already knew that you were going to win. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, y'all, y'all, when y'all say it about firing up, y'all, I'm trying to hold myself. Y'all Don't got me it. about to ready to take <laughs> off. And in turn, God is using you all to fine-tune to me, this is why you went through, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. you went through. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Nothing happens by chance. That's right. Nothing. You know, I learned that. Even even in the stage of a butterfly, you know, you, when you talked about butterflies, it intrigued me because we – uh, my son and I, my son used to be in uh, Cub Scouts, and mm-hmm. we went camping up in the Georgia mountains a couple years back, and I could remember seeing, uh, it wasn't actually a butterfly, it was a lunar moth, and the seasons had, were just beginning to change, and this lunar moth had just come out of its cocoon, but it couldn't fly, and as we looked at it, uh, one of the guys says, don't touch it, you know. Because everybody's like, oh, look, let's see if it'll land on our finger. But he mm-hmm. says, don't touch it, because if you touch it, it's going to die. And we were like, well, why would it die? He said, because it's not ready yet. It came right. out of the cocoon too early. You know, and see, that happens a lot in people's lives. You know, when they, when they, when they aren't ready to come out, see, I'm sure you were going, you were at a point in your life where, you were ready to talk about it, but you weren't really ready to talk about it. Exactly. And so God had to prep you. He prepared you for this very day. He prepared you for this very moment. Everything that you went through prepared you for that moment. But you couldn't say what you're saying tonight, yesterday, because it exactly. was prepared for today. See, so you think you're, it, you, you, you're saying that, oh, you guys are firing me up. No. All we're doing is stir, stirring the pot because the fire's already been hot. <laughs> See, when you stir the pot, a lot of times you release the aroma of what's in the pot. And so that's wow. all we're doing. We're, we're, we're trying to, re- to release this aroma because, see, we know that when God puts, it in, when God puts stuff in you and it's in your pot, when, you re- when that aroma starts releasing, everybody knows it smells good. It's like grandma's cooking. It smells mm-hmm. good. You can't wait to taste. That's why God says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see where I'm going? I'm getting hyped. I'm getting happy myself. If oh, Greg yeah. was looking at me, he'll see that I'm already walking around him or, 
in my little office here, and I'm having a ball all by myself. <laughs> but see, when we talk about these stages of these stages, let's get back into those stages. Okay. Now you were in that you were in that cocoon stage. So tell us a little bit more about when that when that metamorphosis inside that cocoon started to occur. Okay. Now the how how it developed the four stages there are four stages that a butterfly must go through. And as um human beings, we don't like going through something that's hard. Now we like going through we like to greet the good things but not the bad things, where that what we consider bad is not bad with God. But one of the stages that a butterfly first starts with is the egg stage. And I always looked at this as the development stage. This is like the stage, like a parent, when they have a brand-newborn baby that is helpless and can't help itself, um, and you have to feed it. But in the, with the butterfly, with the egg stage, this is the state where, in the spirit realm is what God has said what you were going to be. Not what nobody else said you were going to be, but how God seen you in the spirit. And somewhere down the line, situations and circumstances had tried to crush that egg, had tried to crack it open before its time. But this particular part is the most nurturing part of the complete metamorphosis of the butterfly, which was the egg part. And see, that with me and you and everybody started out innocent We until we started traveling through life and people that we hooked up with, took, you know, convinced us to go a different way or either we convinced our own self to get into things that we weren't supposed to. And so our dreams weren't there anymore. And I was looking at, like, for, for instance, people say, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer. Somewhere down the line, they settled. Now they're, saying, oh, now they're saying, okay, the only job I can get is at McDonald's. You settled. You forgot the egg state. You forgot the dreaming state. So that's the first process. Then we go to the caterpillar. A caterpillar, to most people, is so ugly. It looked like it don't have a purpose. I know myself, I used to kick a caterpillar or stomp it just because it looked like to me it was so ugly and all of that. Well, that's what most people think. And not only most people but ourselves think about the crisis and the hurt and the bitterness and folks leaving us and divorces and all these things that come on in our life that is so painful that we seem like it's insignificant. It doesn't have any process. The crawling state of the caterpillar is the most important part of the butterfly because this is the part where a caterpillar, it does most of its eating, it does most of its digesting, and this is the part where you begin to grow. But one thing about a caterpillar, it keeps crawling. It, it knows that down there when it's crawling, its adversary is down there. But it, at a state, it'll take when it gets its, its adversary. You ever seen the caterpillar, it rolls? It rolls because it has to get to a specific leaf so that it can start growing. Now, once it gets there, this is my part here, the cocoon state. It flips itself upside down. It goes into hiding from everybody, and that's when it dries up. And we have that in our life where we feel like God ain't hearing us. Ain't nobody prophesying to us. 
look like nothing ain't going on. God wants us to look like there ain't nothing going on in our life because now he cut off all supplies. Are you dial numbers? You can't get nobody. You can't get your prayer partner. You can't get nobody because now God is speaking to your inner beings. And this was the thing that was the most significant thing of it all. When I said, God, well, how does a butterfly get its colors? And he was telling me, he says, how you all get your colors is through your pain, is through your suffering, is through folks letting you down. That's how you get your colors. Your struggles is how you get your colors. And that's how a butterfly soars because it has to go through a dramatic metamorphosis before it becomes beautiful. Mm. Mm. And you know what? Uh, one thing I learned about the butterfly, the butterfly is more powerful than an eagle, Brian. Yes, yeah. I've learned that a butterfly can fly from one end of the earth to the other end. Yes. Eagle can't mm. do that. Can't do it. <laughs> you know why a butterfly can fly like that, Greg? Not just that, because he doesn't use his own strength. Mm -hmm. Not at all. See, eagles have to use their strength to get into the air, but butterflies allow God's winds to carry them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wanted wanted to uh, talk about this with uh, Ms. McKinney, too. You were talking about uh, people not liking going through the things that they go through. And, And I hear people all the time tell me, I want to come out of this. I'm in a bad situation. I don't know what's going on. I hate feeling like this. I want to, and they don't understand because I mean I know there's a lot of women when they read your book and they they're listening tonight. They're like, wow, I wouldn't mind being Miss McKinney, but for them to be Miss McKinney, they have to go through everything that you went through, and that's the part that they don't see. They just see the ending, the beautiful result, the beautiful butterfly. That's the end. That's the part that they see. But they don't see you rolling around and trying the suicidal thoughts that you were talking about. They don't know anything about that. And if they take out one thing in your life that voids you completely, because everything, all that stuff is there for a reason. All those ingredients are there for a reason. It's just like a cake. Exactly. If you take the eggs out of the cake, it's not going to work. <laughs> I don't care how you do it, it's not going to work. You need it. So, yeah, so, if, <laughs> yeah, so if you take out, yeah, so if you take out the abuse, in Laura McKinney's life, she—I mean—you probably wouldn't be where you are now. Not you at definitely all. Definitely be who you are now. Right. So, what would you say to someone that's hurting, that's going through, but don't understand why they're going through, and they want it to stop now? Well, one of the things is releasing whatever you're in to God, saying God. I don't know what to do with this situation. So, God, I'm going to release it to you. And I think one of the most hardest things for me was releasing it to God. It sounded good, but it was hard to do because I was used to handling my own stuff. Whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, I thought that I could handle it. And if if I had to go through this, then, okay, I'll go through it, and one day it'll end. But when it when I gave it to God and said, God, you know what, I got to give all this to you, and and I I trust you that whatever I'm going through in my life, that it's done for my good, and you got it. When I did that, it was much easier for me, and then I was able to get the revelation 
of what God was doing in my life and 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 didn't didn't allow what I was going through to overtake me, if that's making sense. Yes, it does. Because when I was looking at my situation, crying on my situation, boohooing on my situation, of course it's gonna happen. But when I gave it to God and said, God, I trust you, even though I was still in it, I was hearing him telling me, giving me scriptures to comfort me until I came out. That's the cocoon state. Mm. And that is a hard state to be in because you almost getting ready to come out. And even in the cocoon, when it's split, somebody will go by and they'll take a stick and try to hit it. But that that butterfly does not come out until it's a point of time. If we don't allow God to take us through how um, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says, I will put no more on you than you can bear. And God knows how much we can bear. We'd be like, oh, I can't take this, God. You better do something. But God would sustain us to go ahead and finish that process because I'm getting ready to do something powerful in your life. So that's, that's mine from my own experience. When I say, God, I trust you, it, we say it's, we're going to trust God, but it can be hard to trust God when you're used to doing things on your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. You know, I I was going to ask you about um, at what point in your life you knew you had to change. You knew you had to do something different. You knew that the Lori McKinney that you were so used to couldn't be the same Lori McKinney anymore. Wow. What what changed, What made me change is um, my family. I had seen where, um, like I had stated, my my atmosphere that I grew up, prostitution, shooting everywhere. I started living the exact same thing. When I got older, I started acting the exact same way that I used to look at as a child and watch my family do. And I seen those 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 demonic spirits transferred to me, and I was reliving the same thing because that's all I seen. Those were the images I seen. Those were my mentors, and that was all I knew. And so I started living that. But in the process of me getting older, I married an abusive man. They started doing the exact same things that I used to watch as a child. And then it got to a point I started seeing my children looking the same way I was looking when I was a child. And I said, God, I can't carry my kids through this. You've got to bring me out of this. And as I begin to start changing my mindset, because I thought, okay, that's all I'm going to get is a no-good man, a man that abused me and fight on me, because that was all I seen. And when I said, God, I know you got something better for me, I, I break them generation curses, I don't want no part of that life, and start thinking better things for my life, which came with my mindset. When my mindset changed, God started changing my heart desire. When my heart desire started changing, then I started trusting God that he had something better for me. And when I got down with God and was serious about God doing that, changing me, then the the picture started unfolding. I'm a firm believer from experience. You can have what you say. 
but it depends on your images and how you see yourself in life is exactly what you'll get. Mm. And I said I did not want to live like my family because my mother's family, the, all of them were wiped out, either from prostitution, death, they were wiped out. And I seen the enemy trying to do the exact same thing to me, and I said it's going to stop here because I'm going to live and not die. Mm. I, think the, I think the most important thing that you said was pretty much you said you had a committed and made-up mind. Yeah. You have yeah. to have that. Am I correct? Have to have it. And if you don't have that, cause I, I think that's part of free will and the choices that God gives us. He's not going to force anything on you. Exactly. Right. And if you, you know, you have to be that willing vessel to allow him to uh, use you. And uh, and I'm sure the people in your community and all the people that are listening to you right now are really, really proud of you because I know that you've touched a lot of people. And doing the things that you do, you pour so much out of you. Uh, who do you have pouring back into you? Well, my husband is definitely my cheerleader. Uh-oh. My second husband, God has gave me an awesome man of God that has really helped me with a lot of the healing process that I needed. Um, and and I was able now I was able to see that God, there are men out there that will love you and not have to hit you and not have to belittle you. So he is like one of my cheerleaders that, that pours into me. Um, I have a pastor, Pastor Hope. Um, he has poured into me along with First Lady Hope. So God has given me some mentors. I do have some, a few mentors. They pour into me. And with me preaching, um, I have a few preaching friends that, you know, they, they just speak words of encouragement in me. And, and it helps me. And it really helps me. Along with we know God does it all. Oh, that's right. I was about to ask you to tell your husband to get on and sing us a solo. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious. <laughs> uh, I would I would I would I wouldn't do the brother like that. I, I wouldn't do him like that, Brian. I, but, but you, I would I don't think ahead. y'all want him to sing a solo because the phone lines are probably going down. <laughs> No, no. Brian, no. you see, I didn't say that, brother. I didn't. You, hey, but you know, it, it, it's it's a beautiful thing, and 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 I'm so glad that you brought that up about, you know, you having a good man and and you being a good woman, because there's a lot of women out there that don't believe that that exists anymore. I mean, what 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 should they do? Because you have so many women running behind men and wanting to find a man, but that's not what the word says. The word says, a man that findeth a woman, meaning. That man is looking for that woman. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, I mean, correct, please correct me. No, you're exactly right. You know, that's that's a it's awesome um, what you're saying, and it is true. I used to hear that scripture all the time from one of my pastors, and I said, I said, wow, first lady, that sounds good to you because you you have a husband, you know. And this is when I was, you know, got divorced and was single, and um, you know, I I had one one on Monday. One on Tuesday, when I call you, you don't call me. When I'm ready to see you, I see. I had one that I went out to dinner with on Monday. I had another one, you know, that, you know, you do whatever. Then you had, I had another one with just strictly from fixing my car to money. So I had one every practically every day of the week. But when I was looking, I was trying to piece up a man. Because to me, all they want no good man for me. 
because I was always in an abusive relationship. And when I get one man, I find out I thought he was good, he was abused. But this is what I did. I picked them based on how good they could dress, how good they look. I picked on all of that outward stuff. But when I said, God, you know what, I'm tired of picking a man because what I'm picking ain't doing nothing but messing me up. I said, man, God, I'm, I'm going to stop looking for a man, and I'm going to look to you, and I'm going to let him find me. And when I stop playing games and inside of myself stop looking for a man and stop dressing different ways to try to track a man, when I did that and I said, forget it, I'm, no, I'm going to let God give me a man because he knows the best one to give me. I didn't look for this man. This man looked for me. I yeah. thought people were just saying that. Mm-hmm. Never seen. I seen him once in my life, but um, didn't pay him no mind because I wouldn't have picked him. And a lot of times the men that we pick, <laughs> the ones that God got for us, that's good for us, ain't the ones we're going to pick because we pick them based on flesh. Mm. And mm. Now, now tell the truth now. He was smooth, wasn't he? Which one? The one I got now? Yeah, he was smooth, wasn't he? Yeah, the one I got now, yeah, he, he, he. God gave me a whole complete pack, the outside <laughs> there and inside. That's it. <laughs> but I was just looking for all that outside stuff, and it won't give me nothing but flesh results. Yeah. But he's a you powerful know, man of God. You, you know what's so funny about that? I, I tell people all the time, I said, all you got to do is follow Jesus, and he'll send you his representative. <laughs> yes, that's a firm believer. Ooh, it. it's the you truth. follow Jesus, and He'll send you His representative. Mhm. What was it that started you, or, or gave you the uh, courage to write? Because a lot of people that write, they don't write about their past. They just write like a. I guess it's some type of therapy for them if they've gone through some things. But for you to be transparent and to talk about your life the way that you do, what is it that's pushing you to say? Laura, you you need to tell your story. You need to tell that somebody needs to hear it. I think because I am a very passionate person, and I don't like seeing people hurt. And when I see people who have went through what I went through, it's just something in the inside of me. I just, it's just I just feel like it's my duty to help them. And with me, I found out by me being kind of an open person. Even when I preach, I just tell them just like it is. Even people that come up to me and say, I don't know what it is about you. I'm going through this. I feel suicidal. I'm able to talk to them about that. And because I'm open like that, God allows people to come to me to help them because I'm not going to judge them because I understand where they're at. And because of that, then it gives me the opportunity for them to lead them to God and to bring forth healing. And so, um, and so I target those places. I, I go into churches and I preach, but I'm most effective. You put me in the jail, you put me out there on the corners where the prostitution and the drug addicts, I'm at home because those are the places that I came out of. And I, and I know that God got a good life for them, and so it's like I have to, like, step in front of them and say, hey, just listen to me. Let me just present this to you. Oh, God will give you the best in life. And a lot of times they'd be like, oh, my gracious, you understand what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. If I never went through it, I wouldn't be compassionate. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think a lot of times 
a, a lot of times the more you go through, the more compassionate you be and you be less condemning. Mm. Mm. That's a word right there. I like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I was going to, you know, and it's funny you would say condemning because that was going to be my next question. When you decided to come out and write your book and talk about your life, were there any people, whether it be family members or friends or, you know, just anybody, was there anybody that said, girl, you better not do that? Are you crazy? Oh, yes. I've I've had family members that was like, why are you going to tell all of that? You don't you don't need to tell everybody your business. But they I was like I was telling them, you don't understand. The Lord is not about what I'm going through. The Lord is allowing me to do this to help somebody else deliverance. Mm-hmm. And I use a firm thing. If Jesus didn't go through what he went through, we wouldn't be able to, to accept him and go in, in, in the kingdom ourselves. So mm-hmm. somebody has to be able to lay their life down. That's right. Mm-hmm. Brian, we just, and we I'm, have, I'm willing to be that person. Awesome. Brian, we have so many people on the calls right now. You want to go to the some of the callers if you can? Absolutely. Let's go to the caller in the 914 area code. Caller, you are on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. 914? I guess they're probably just listening. Yes, sir. I think they are just listening. All right. You want to go to another? Yeah, let's go to the 757813. All right. Let's try that number. You are on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Yes, hello. 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 How you doing, brother? Doing fine, I'm sure. Thank you so much for calling in. Do you have a question or comment from Ms. McKinney? Yes, I just wondered why did she write a book called Transformation? Okay. Ms. McKinney, could you you hear? Yes, sir, I could. Um, That particular book was birthed out of me wanting a change. When I looked up what transformation meant, uh, what stuck out to me the most was change. I wanted to change in every aspect of my life. I needed God to change my heart on some things that I was still stony with. I needed God to do something with my mind. Some of these times I had a lot of negative thoughts evil thoughts, and I just wanted a change in every aspect of my life. And when I began to search, research that, the transformation in every aspect of my life started changing. And that's what drove me, the transformation, is because I wanted a change in my life, and I wanted God to do it. Mm. All right. Caller, are you still there? Do you have any more other questions or you want to make a comment to Ms. McKinney? That's time I would like to let her know that is a very positive um, outlook on uh, transformation. Transformation is uh, what I'm hearing her saying. is It's a help. It's a, it's a need uh, yes. that other people hear that because it can bring them out of whatever they may be going through. Yes, sir. That's powerful, brother. That's powerful. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so yes, much thanks for calling, for calling in. Thank you, sir. All right, let's go to the other one. We have one. Somebody on the call from uh, seven five seven five seven five. All right, All seven, right. Five, seven. You are on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Yes. Um, um, 
I, I wanted to to uh, know um uh, 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 about the book. Okay. Um, uh, is uh, is this book uh, um the uh, name of this book is uh, transformation? Yes. Miss McKinney. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, you can purchase it on Amazon dot com, or my website is www dot lsk transformation dot com, and you can purchase it from there. I will sign the copy and send it off. Oh, I was going to ask you: Do you do autographs? That's good, good, good. I do autograph copies, yes, sir. What about engage speaking engagements? Are you available for speaking engagements? Uh, yes, I am available workshops? for speaking engagement, um, workshops, writing workshops. I'm definitely in, available for all of those things. Okay. And how would they get in contact with you to uh, to try to book you uh, to do that? Okay. It, it will be, you can, my email address is L-R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H-41 at hotmail.com. The phone number is 757-575-4799. And the website is www.lsktransformation.com. All right. Paul, did you have another question or a comment for Ms. McKinney? Um, I wanted to to to, um, know that uh, uh, I just want to uh, let her know that uh, uh, her uh, testimony is uh, is very much so. Needed um, um, in in um, in, uh, in the uh, community. Um, mm-hmm. uh, her testimony alone probably could help a lot of people. Oh yes, oh yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are going to be listening tonight, and and a lot of people are going to hear it uh, because you can always go back, come to our site, and listen to it, or you can just download it. And I encourage anybody out there to download it, put it on a CD, and give it away because Mr. Mm-hmm. Kenny is is really bless us and I I guarantee you if you hear it it, it'll it'll touch and bless you because we're all going through and I think that she's touched Mm -hmm. on every area of any human's life I believe just going Mm -hmm. through is we all have to do it and we all will do it whether we like it or not we're going to go through that's it but the key is that we go through and not stay in it (laughs) (laughs) see I'm over here getting happy I'm smiling to myself (laughs) All right, Carla, we thank you for calling in. Yes, thank you. You know, Greg, it's just amazing uh, how many people go through that whole stage, that butterfly stage. You know, and I've seen people go through the the ups and the downs and the ends and the outs of, of, you know, being that caterpillar that, you know, nobody looked at. You know, and I'm drawn back to when I was in high school and it was a girl that, you know, not many people liked her. She wasn't very attractive. She was, you know, very antisocial. And I can recall seeing her a couple years later where she was like the girl that everybody wanted and she was, you know, very outgoing and, you know, very attractive. And it's like, wow, you know, when you were, and she's like, yeah, I know when I was in high school, I was ugly, I was overweight, nobody liked me, I didn't like nobody, you know. And she was like, it wasn't until I decided to make a change in my life that, wow. you know, and that's the thing. She decided it. 
See, she didn't let anybody else dictate what she wanted to do. When she was ready, when she was tired of being who she was and decided to become who she is, she made the change. She made the commitment. She did the work, mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. And, see, that's what people miss. You know, Miss McKinney, when people see you now, they see the product of what you went through, but they don't know what you went through. Right. And that's exactly. so awesome that you tell people what you went through. See, when I saw your picture for the first time, I didn't see Miss McKinney who grew up in, you know, prostitution house, you know, ducking and dodging bullets, being in an abusive relationship, you know, not being able to find somebody who loves her. You see, I didn't see any of that. Brian, tell mm-hmm. our listeners to go. Tell our listeners to go. Well, I, they can hear me. Go to go to our website and you'll see it for yourself. You won't see mm-hmm. any of that. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian. Yeah, you yeah. go to blogtalkradio.com/slash/ase-motivation and you'll see a picture. Big picture. Yes, and the thing about it, or if you go to her website, you'll see her picture, and you don't see any of that. See, all you see now is blessing. That's why when Greg said it earlier. It made all kinds of sense to me. When God cleans you up, there is no residue. See, there's no remnants of what you went through. Nothing there's no remnants None. of Nothing what you were, you see. And that's why God, to me, God is just, he's just God. <laughs> you know, he's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's hey, no other way to describe him, you know. Hey, hey Brian, now when I saw that picture, she was smiling. Oh, yeah, she got a good man behind her. Okay, all right. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Greg, you got another caller. He said that, too, when I was taking that picture. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Hey, I'll tell you. (laughs) Greg, we got another caller from the 914 area code. I want to go to that caller. Okay, go ahead. All right. Caller, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hello. How are you? Hi. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. I would just like um, to make a comment, and Mm -hmm. um, I just want to know that it blessed my spirit so much. Till it has shaken my spirit up to push me to do what God has called me to do, Uh-oh. and um, and it, it's very powerful, very powerful woman of God, and I do appreciate you know listening because it has did something into my spirit to go and do what God has called me to do. So, what would, what would you like to say to our to, to our guest, Miss McKinney? What what is it that you would really want to you know if you had a chance? What would it, what would you say to her? What would I say to her? Yes, from what you've heard tonight, what what what's touched you the most? Uh, what touched me the most is how God brought her through her storm, mm. and through it all. Like when she was going through, it was like she was by herself, and it just seemed like she was in and all by herself, and like nobody was there for her but God, mm. but God. And that's what really touched me the most. But even though we go through things and we seem like we end up by ourselves, but God said, I have never left you nor forsaken you. So through it all, she, God brought her through and strengthened her. Yeah, and that just. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say for, for anybody that, you know, and Miss McKinney was saying it, and you just touched on it too. You said that it was really important that when we go through, it's like we're in it by ourselves and we can't really hear from anybody. It's like we're just going through and we're just praying, and it's like God is not hearing us. But what we have to realize is it is a test that you're going through. 
and you can't ask questions while you're going through a test. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You try to do that. When you were in school taking a test, what did the teacher say? No questions while taking the test. Exactly. You just have to go ahead through it, and you'll get your grade later. He'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> he will give it to you. And it, and it looks like her grade was made. Amen. Yeah. Hey, Carla, thank you so much for calling in. Ms. McKinney, how does that make you feel to, to hear that you're touching people, you, the things that you've gone through in your life, you're touching people now? And we know it's not all about you, and we know that you're not trying to steal God's glory, but it, I, I know it does something to you. It Every time that I, can, I hear somebody say, hey, bless me, or now I know what to do with my decision, or I had a stony heart, and now God is dealing with my heart by listening to what you're saying. Any aspect of anybody taking the time to say, you know, I hear or I appreciate it, it constantly brings healing to me. Awesome. And, Brian, we have another caller on, too, 404. Yes, I see them. And I want to go to that caller in the 404 area code. You are on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Good evening, Brian and, and, and Gregory. This is Prophet Rosalind from the Kyle Forgiveness Show. Hey. How you doing, gentlemen? How you doing, Rosalind? I just want to um, just uh, tell the woman of God I thank God for her. Also, I just want her to share how forgiveness has played a role in her life. Because I know personally when you need help, and a lot of times you can be there for so many, and when you need it, people are not there for you. And it's so easy to get bitter. So I want to know how she kept from getting bitter and how forgiveness had played a role in her life. Okay. Okay. Um, one of the things, and I'm going to share one of the most powerful things, one of the most, not just powerful, the most hardest thing for me to give in life was when my father made me go outside and he blew my mom away. Mm. And bitterness set inside of me. Revenge set inside of me. I was I was determined. I didn't care. Until I got an old lady. I was gonna hate him. And I got to a point where I couldn't be around him for two seconds. Then when that door continuously opened in my life, it opened doors to unforgiveness. To keep it made me keep being vulnerable to unforgiveness. So people hurted me. I got hurt in the church. I got hurt in relationships, and so. It just came to a point where my heart was like stone. It became stony. But I knew that one day I had to release this. And one day my dad told my mom, my, well, the Lord had told me, you have to forgive your dad because of what he, you don't know what he had went through that caused him. And if I have, if I have forgiven him by him asking me to forgive him, then you need to release them so that you can go on with your life. And woman of God, what made me release all these folks that hurt me is because I was in prison and could not go further and healing could not take place until I made a decision, you know what, I need to just go on and release these people so that I can go to the next level. Because I was in prison. I would keep reliving that, that unforgiveness and that hurt until I said, God, let me release them and don't only heal me. When I made it personal for me, 
that's when the healing took place. Now I have a good relationship with my dad. I have a good relationship with all them folks that hurt me. I and mean, I don't feel mm-hmm. the residue of the pain no more. But it came from a decision. Amen. Praise God. Praise and woman God. of God, let me tell you what I did. To me, my daddy, I was justified to hate him. He took my mom out of here, so I never had the opportunities of people bringing their moms to teacher meetings. My mom gone. So my mom gone because of you. I was a cheerleader, but if my mom was here, I would be able to have my mom cheer me on like everybody. I used every excuse I could not to forgive, but I stayed in prison and chained and couldn't move forward. So I hope that helped. Amen. When you say prison, you mean spiritual prison. Yes, Am I right? Spiritual prison. Okay. Uh huh. Spiritual prison Praise. in my emotions. Mm. My emotions in prison. I couldn't go mm. to the next level. And how it happened was when I preach, oh my gracious, I could, I'm already a trailblazer. But I preach, <laughs> when I preach, folks were getting set free, folks were getting delivered. Folks were going out in the spirit, but they didn't know. I was preaching with so much hurt and unforgiveness right. inside of me, and it gave me that drive. But when I said, God, now all these folks didn't say, deliver, set free. I mean, I could spot a demon before he even get there because I was a prophet. So I, <laughs> so I Praise see, God for deliverance. When I said, God, everybody else deliver but me. Now, come on, That's God. right. And he, he said, but when you... <laughs> I was the deliverer needs deliverance. The deliverer needs deliverance as well at times, you know? Yes. <laughs> Praise God. What a powerful testimony. Do you have a book out or are you working on getting a book, a woman of God? Yes, ma'am. I have a book out. I'm going to give my, do you all mind me giving the website and stuff no, no, out no, again? Go ahead, right ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, it's, um, it's www.lsktransformation.com. That's my website. Mm-hmm. It's also on Amazon.com. My phone number is um, 757-575-4799. So even if you Google me and put in Lori McKinney, it'll have all all my information to come up, and you can always, you know, locate me. And she's available for speaking engagements and everything, so. Everything. And she might get her husband to do a solo at the church. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you a solo out of him now. I'm going to get him. I know, right? I have to tell him that. <laughs> so well, I yeah. hope that helped you, woman of God. Yes, I, she 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 just uh, clicked off. But, yeah, I'm okay. not only did it help her, I think it helped a lot of other people because, People are just going through right now, and they don't know how to forgive, and it's such a beautiful tool. Uh, I mean, what what are some of the steps to do it? Some of the steps to do it is saying, I can't allow this to enslave me anymore. It will paralyze your life. I was tired of the images, the bad images of remembering, see, Unforgiveness will have you just like a recorder. Stop and rewind that situation, then fast forward and come on back. And that's what my life was. And it kept me sore. It kept me bitter and angry and raged. And what helped me was I would see people, they were skipping, they were hopping, they were laughing and all that. Then I got mad at them because they were happy. And I was so much miserable and distressed. And when I said, I want that, God, 
And then he was showing me, you can't have this until you release everything that has happened in your life. So it started with a process. First, I had to forgive myself, which is a lot of times we don't do. That's right. Then I had to forgive the person and the acts they've done. I had to go back and relive some of the stuff, the things, the images in my my mind. When I looked at it, I said, okay, Lord, you had nothing to do with that. And you know what? I'm just going to go on and forgive that person because maybe this was happening, that was happening. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will reveal to me what was going on, and I would cry uncontrollably, and that's when the process happened. When you be true and look at the situation and go on and let that one cry out, that's when the process starts. But you've got to be truthful to what has happened and say, God, I can't do this no more. Take it out of my heart. And it's a process. It was not an easy process for me to forgive my dad who took my mom out of here, and I never had the opportunity of having a mom to help me through all this stuff I had to go through by myself. But and so that know, led you know to me hitting this part of that? See, God I was a runaway and everything. God helped me. See, God find, see, you have to find the beauty in everything that God does and everything that he allows. Because, see, you're not the only person that had to go through something like that. That's right. You're not the only person that had to forgive the their father for something uh, such, you know, for an unspeakable act. Mm-hmm. And so God designed you to be able to bear it mm-hmm. for those who couldn't bear it. He chose her. Right. You see, and once he chose you, he had to make sure that you were battle tested. That's right. And that's what I tell people. when you, If you made it through something, now you're just battle tested. Amen. You don't ever send a soldier out there without testing to make sure he can withstand the battle. Amen. You know, you may not always win the battle, but he want to make sure that you can withstand the, the forces of the battle. He want to make sure that when you come out of that battle that you're not just, you know, that you're not able to battle again. Amen. You see? And for the ones that he knows you can't handle, he fights them for you. That's right. That's right. He fights them for you. We have about a minute left. If you would give your information out one more time. Okay. That's www.lsktransformation.com. Email is lrandolph41 at hotmail.com. I'm also available for speaking engagements. My phone number is 757-575-4799. Right. You make sure you tell your husband we asked about him, too. He, he, I will. Your husband was a superstar on here tonight, and he wasn't even on the show. I, he, he definitely was. <laughs> I would definitely tell him. <laughs> Thank you all for years. the opportunity. Thank you for blessing us and for all of your, your your friends, and I know you said you had a lot of people listening in. Uh, we just thank you so much for allowing Ms. McKinney to come on and just just come in our lives and bless us. I'm sure, Brian, none of us will never be the same because she's come in and touched a lot of us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have about 49 seconds, Brian. All right. Well, with that being said, we thank you again. And you have been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we ask that you make sure that you 
visit our website. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash ASE Motivation. Download the show. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and all the social networks. We bid you good evening. God bless you all, and we will see you next week. Thank you, Ms. McKinney. Thank you, gentlemen. Good night. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. Bye-bye.